Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, what's happening? This is Daily Vikings Entertainment, or in this case, Nightly Vikings Entertainment, presented by Surly Brewing Company, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff, and our friend. He's got his own YouTube channel. You should check it out. Subscribe. He is Realistic Randy, one of the OG callers into Vikings Ventline. Back in the day, he has uh, he has brought some red wine to the table in honor of his favorite head coach, Mike Zimmer, who now I think will know when he can and can't call timeouts, hopefully, after uh, the halfway point of his eighth season in the NFL. And as we do at the beginning of these Purple After Dark episodes, we'll take all of your comments. So if you're in the YouTube uh, comment section, pop them up on the screen. But we throw the ball over to Realistic Randy, presented by TCL TV's Enjoy more of what you love with TCL with a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. TCL. Randy, good evening, sir. The floor is yours. Season's over with. Uh, This team, they are pretenders. They're not going to contend for a championship worth a damn. I could see them, maybe best-case scenario, squeaking it out to the seventh seed. First round exit, nothing more. Daniel Hunter, he's out for the season, so that's not great. And in regards to Sunday night, Xavier Woods, he revealed that now we saw all throughout the media leading up to Sunday's game all week long. Is it going to be Dak Prescott or Cooper Rush, right? We saw that. The public saw that. Xavier Woods, he revealed, oh, are you kidding me? All we did was prepare for Dak Prescott. We didn't prepare for Cooper Rush at all. And then when asked about the back-to-back timeouts resulting in a defensive delay of game, uh, the head coach admitted that he didn't know what the hell he was doing. It's been 48 hours, a little bit over 48 hours, since that game on Sunday night. Why does Mike Zimmer still have a job? Why is he still here? What is there to gain with keeping him around Still, unless you're going to play the PR game of, well, we want to give the appearance that we're not reactionary. We're not going to do an in-season firing. We're probably going to fire him at the end of the season, but that's good. And if that is the case, then congratulations. You just bought yourself 10 extra weeks to further piss your players off more than they already are. Two of the players already called out the coach. One of those players' agents effectively called out the coach. And I don't know, Mark and Ziggy Wilf, if they're just oblivious, just Jiminy Jillikers, we'll still figure it out. (laughs) Or, or they don't care. And to that point, a couple of months ago, I was actually planning originally to come out to the Twin Cities for Sunday night's game against Dallas. Something came up, couldn't do it. So I said, all right, maybe Maybe I can make it out there towards the end of the season. I always have a good time in Minneapolis. Maybe I can do some content out there, sure. And maybe I'll still do that, but certainly not to go to a game. The Minnesota Vikings, they will not get a penny from me until Mark and Ziggy Wilf pretend, at least pretend like they give a damn about their own team. Because if you don't care, then why should I care? Why should I give you my money? What, because the logo looks cool? Because the colors are nice? I'm super good. You're not going to contend. 
You're not going to compete. You're going to piss your players off. What's the point? What are we doing here? All right, let's unpack that. Because I think the the notion and certainly the debacle against the Cowboys caused a, a lot of steam to go in this direction. I think the notion that the the Vikings need to make a change right now goes back to I do think if they had lost to Detroit that they would have at that time. But the problem is this. Who do you want in charge? What's the expectation now? And how much can be changed? You, you know, in, if they had fired Mike in, in let's say, 2019, now they wouldn't have, but look, just play along here. Stefanski's on that staff. So, you know, that's the natural transition. But now I, I feel like the job would probably go to Andre Patterson, who's a great veteran position coach, but that's what he is. And so, yes, it might help if if the only way I make a change now it is if, Randy, to your point, and I don't know this, but if you have a mutiny, like if you have a player mutiny, and I, I don't know where things stand there. I know it's a debacle, but I don't know where things stand there. But if the players all are rising up and saying, we can't play for this guy, he's a first-class jerk, blah, 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 then I think your hand might be forced. But beyond that, as far as like saving something, I don't know that this coaching staff, even minus Mike, can do that. And last thing is, I do think that as we talk about the fact that it seems like, fair, uh, fairly enough, a foregone conclusion that Zimmer is going to be fired, if nothing else, after the season, we now need to get into the conversation too is, is Rick Spielman going to, or is Rick going to be the guy to choose the next coach? But I just don't think that this staff, short of a mutiny by the players, I don't think that this staff is anybody really capable of of stepping in as coach and me saying this might save the season. I think I think to that point, like that's why you would do it, right? If you felt like, all right, if if Mike, if if just extracting Mike Zimmer from the situation and putting. Andre, you know, Patterson, who, whoever you think could just take the wheel. Um, if you felt like that would loosen things up or lead to more explosive offense or whatever it may be to salvage the season. Um, other than that, I just don't think the Wolves, back to Randy's point, it's been a decade and a half. I mean, they're pretty patient. You know, they, uh, they wrote it out with Brad Childress for... Well, I mean, Brad Chill just kept winning more games and more games, and then and then they just felt like there was insubordination midseason in 2010. Uh, but they've they've allowed Mike Zimmer to to have an eighth season here, and I just I don't think they're going to fire him midseason unless. And this, I guess, this is my question to you: Do you think there would be a chance for the Vikings to reach a new level and jump into contendership if somebody else, anybody else, was coaching this team this year, or are you thinking more for just? Just get into the 2022 season and beyond as quickly as you possibly can. I'm all about 22 at this point because it would be Andre Patterson who would take over on an interim basis for this year. But not only are more players going to get annoyed because, you know, what I've seen as far as Kirk Cousins, the whole timeout situation, why didn't you call a timeout? This is a reason why nothing's ever going to change. Sure, Kirk Cousins, he should have called a timeout 37 seconds left at the end of the first half. He's a quarterback. He should do that. He should know that. I also feel like Mike Zimmer is a control freak. Mm -hmm. As much as we can blame Kirk Cousins on not calling a timeout, when was the last time we ever saw this team have any sort of sense of urgency in the two-minute drill, whether it's leaving timeouts on the board, whether it's running the ball to run the clock out, to jet off to the locker room to end the first half that's this head coach's mo so if it's going to keep continuing you're going to make more players upset and then not only that this team they are capable at any time to run off three straight wins and hey we're back baby <laughs> let's do this all over again you doubted us right and then what's going to happen is they're going to end up with eight or nine wins and end up with a middle of the road draft pick again i'm all about 22 burn it all down to the ground there's there's nothing left to see here the time to move on is right now 
And I don't think if they win, and you are exactly right, my God, they could win four consecutive games. You guys didn't because Dude, now they, they could be Baltimore this weekend. Well, and the pressure no, now, no, you can't. But the pressure now is dialing it down. Is dialed down. Like this is where Kirk starts to thrive because this is the you like that you didn't believe in me and what you saw against Dallas. Well, let's not talk about that. Um, in my opinion, if I'm the Wilfs, though, my decision on the coach is made. Like there's nothing he can do. There is short of a Super Bowl title, there is nothing that he can do uh, once we get to the end of the regular season to save himself. I'm done here. Like I have seen enough. I've put up with enough of the charade between him and Cousins. Oh, we're finally meet, meeting now. Oh, something went, went wrong. You get below the bus. No, I'm going to drive the bus on you. No, you first. Um, I've seen enough from Mike. And you know what? I think there was a time when Mike was pretty damn good. And, and I think that there was a time where I thought, you know, perhaps Mike can change. But I think the most important thing when we're talking about 2022, which is the most important thing here right now, the most important thing is um, I'm getting through this now. And and again, I'm going to go to, to me. The key decision is who hires the next coach and, and does that tandem want cousins? So like those, those are the things I'm, I'm done with Mike here. Like I'm just done with the whole thing. It's become just a cluster bleep. So does Rick stick around? Cause if Rick does, he is going to have to get the next head coach. And if Rick does not stick around, are we talking about new GM, new coach saying Kirk's okay, but it's time to hit the reset button on the QB. On the Kirk thing. So he's, you know, I, th- I think as of right now, Matt Ryan has the highest cap hit next year at like $46 million. Rogers has a pretty high cap hit next year. And, and Cousins is right in there with a $45 million cap hit among the three highest paid players in the NFL. So you got to figure out how to avoid that. Either just saying goodbye, a trade, or or extending him if, the, if, if a new coach comes in. But... You know, I've I've been hammering the drum and Judd too for three, four years now that if you're going to pay that much of a percentage of your salary cap to a quarterback, he needs to it it, it can't just be about avoiding blame. We spend so much time like, well, it's not his fault, look at the offensive line, or it's not his fault, look at the coach, or look at the defense, right? It's it's always about exonerating Kirk from blame why the Vikings fell short of the playoffs or why the Vikings lost to a winning team or lost in primetime, right? Um, If I'm going to pay that much money for a quarterback, I need him to be the reason why the Vikings overcome and win. And and to his credit, the first six weeks, he started doing that more often, right? Like he did it against Arizona. They just missed a kick. Uh, You know, he did it against the Lions and the Panthers. And so you started to see a little bit more of that. But that last 37-second sequence that Randy brought up at the end of the first half, and him basically throwing his hands up like, oh, it's not my job to call timeout here. And, and and the clock just like he didn't spike it. He didn't call timeout. And then after the game, he doubles down and says, I mean, he basically said, I just work here. Um, you know, I don't really know what the coaches and Mike like I, I let Zim call the timeouts because I don't really know what they want to do if they want to. You know, I just wait for the play. He said, I basically said, I don't I'm, I'm not going to worry about timeouts. I'm just waiting for them to tell me what to do. Well, if you're just waiting for them to tell you what to do, if you just if you're going to be I just work here guy, then I need like 25 million of that back <laughs> to the cap so that I can find a better center, so that I can find another edge rusher that's not 34 years old. Like like cool, that's fine. Like you can be I just work here guy. Baker Mayfield is I just work here guy for a lot less money. But if you're I just work here guy, you can't be the third highest paid player to the cap because you are not a driving force for success in the biggest games in the biggest situations. So like he he basically exposed it after the game when asked about those last 37 seconds. What I will say to that is when he was with the Washington football team, he was in a situation where the owner Dan Snyder I mean, gushed over Robert Griffin III every chance he got. He loved RG3. And when it became clear that RG3 with the injuries, Kirk Cousins, he's going to be at least your quarterback for the foreseeable future. It was just he basically treated Cousins as the redheaded stepchild. I guess you're here. We'll make the best of it. 
So when I was arguing for why the Vikings need to go after Kirk Cousins in 2018, my thought process was at the time, he's going to come to a situation, a competent organization where they're going to appreciate him. Right. That's what we thought. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to this off season. Everson Griffin tweeted out Kirk Cousins is ass. And then went on to say that ask Zim if he wanted Kirk. We know Zim doesn't like Kirk Cousins. Can you imagine, do you guys know what it's like to work at a company where you know you're not wanted at? In those situations, you're going to be walking on eggshells. Now, going back to the, I do think the Vikings can win games with Kirk Cousins if he had an aggressive play caller. Now, I am not exonerating him for Sunday because for the vast majority of the game, he was settling for the checkdowns in the first read all game long. But if he had a more aggressive play caller, if he was allowed to audible at the line of scrimmage, I think you would see a more consistent Kirk Cousins. But here's where I think I agree with you guys, because I think it's safe to say you guys are over Kirk Cousins. You're ready to move on. Here's where I agree with you, but for different reasons. If you do bring in a new head coach, it, it, it doesn't make sense. You're not going to get the best candidate possible by saying, you are going to have Kirk Cousins to work with. You want to give him a clean slate. And by the way, I want everybody gone. Kirk Cousins, I'm okay with, but I understand if you want to bring in a new head coach, Rick Spielman should be gone too. I, I, I said this was the greatest offseason I have ever seen. And then this dude went out and traded for Chris Herndon while Zach Ertz <laughs> was chilling. Hey, Chris Herndon caught another pass on Sunday, oh, okay? Boy. You, you yeah. pumped the brakes. Oh, boy. I am all about moving forward. Now, if you are going to get a new head coach, unless he says, I want to work with Kirk Cousins, I don't think that's going to happen. Then, yes, I'm with you guys because I'm for the greater good. I think the Vikings can win with Kirk Cousins, but I know this team isn't winning squat with this head coach. So if it means Cousins has to go, if Zimmer goes, by all means, let's make it rain. Uh, boys, so Judd, you and I have been sort of alluding to this 2018 NFL Combine quote from Mike Zimmer. Mm-hmm. I found it, okay. and it's in, it's incredible. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it to you in a second after you tell us about your favorite late night beverage. Judd's oh, that would be. Let's see. Hold on a second. I'm trying to think of their their name again. Um, let's see. They're on a coffee mug. That's I think a, you got a tattoo um, on your I, left. Wait, uh, hold on a second. Oh no, 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 no. My, <laughs> oh, right there. There we go. Surly Furious IPA. It is. It is the not the best IPA in the state. Uh uh-uh. uh Not the best IPA in the five state area. Oh no. Not the best IPA in the country forget that we here at score north feel that surly furious is the best ipa in the entire world and in if the you world. not tried it i want you to try it now it is the beer that revolutionized the craft beer movement in the state it's fantastic surly furious give it a shot and um, perhaps go to, to the pub and pick up a mug like yeah. I did. Yeah. Very, uh, very nice month. Shout out as well to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated, been around for over 100 years. Uh, based in Owatonna, they've been helping business owners with risk management. Vikings, maybe a little bit too obsessed with risk management. Maybe need to loosen it up a little bit more uh, in some of these games. But if you are looking to protect your bottom line, protect your employees, make sure you've got the right systems and uh, policies in place, federatedinsurance.com, click on Risk Management Corner, and uh, remember, it Federated, it's our business to protect yours. So, you like that? You like that? You know, the, the Zimmer Cousins relationship is frayed at best. I don't think it's ever been That's kind. good. And now they're both, now it's like now they're openly talking publicly about the miscommunication about who can call a timeout. This is year four, and this is a 33 year old, 10 year veteran quarterback. And a 65-year-old, 67-year-old NFL head coach who's been in the league for three decades. Like, these dudes have been around the block, all right? This isn't rookie coach, rookie quarterback. Oh, we've never done this before. And they're literally hashing out who should be able to call timeouts publicly. Like, and I and I contest that Mike Zimmer never really wanted Kirk in that contract, but he got he got saddled with him in 2018. Here's the quote. This is from, this is about a month before the Vikings signed Kirk Cousins to that guaranteed contract. And Zimmer Zimmer knew this was a possibility. 
And I think he threw out a flare without saying anyone's name and almost a plea in February 2018. So somebody asked, hey, you know, you just you're coming off the NFC championship game and now you've you really don't have a quarterback. You know, Case Keenum's a free agent and Bradford's knees all jacked up and Teddy Bridgewater is his knees all jacked up too. And and Zimmer said, quote, that's what Rick and myself and Rob Brzezinski and how it affects the salary and how it affects the rest of our football team talk about. We've won 40 games in the last four years because we've had a good football team. And I want to make sure that with our team that we continue to build and improve, continually improve on defense. They told me today that we're 30-4 and four when we score 21 points or more. It's important that we don't lose the defensive part of the game, that we keep the game close. It's important. Now, by the way, we can split hairs and disagree with that philosophy, but that's what that's what how he views winning football, right? It's important for myself and Rick and the organization that we pick the right guy that's going to help us continue to move forward. If we don't do that, then I'll probably get fired. I mean, he mm-hmm. basically foreshadowed his own demise Mm-hmm. By saying, if you sign an expensive quarterback that eats up salary cap space and isn't elite, I'm going to get fired because this isn't the way that I think we should go about building a football team. And I also bet at are. that time, too, that that he, he had certainly uh, had back-channel conversations about Kirk with Jay Gruden, who coached Kirk, who had been the OC with the Bengals when Mike was the D.C., and so my guess is that Mike had an idea that this probably wouldn't work well. Um, and unfortunately, if that's what he thought at the time, he was 100% right. I mean, these two guys, there has not been a day where I think that they have worked well together. And and in training camp, the, the whole non-vax thing, I don't care what your stance is there, it blew up. Like, it completely... Mike's like, you got to get vaxxed. Kirk's like, I'm not getting vaxxed. And so, like, all of those things, I, I think it, if the relationship was hanging by a thread in training camp, I think that did it. And and then they started to meet to try and, you know, soften things up. Sorry. They're two headstrong guys who, who it's weird. They're headstrong, but they're both insecure in their own ways. And so, yeah, I think that Mike basically told Rick, don't do it. And the last thing is, I'll never forget this, at the facility when Kirk signed, first of all, Mike did not look thrilled. Mike Mike was there. He didn't look thrilled. And second of all, Mike ran off and went to a back room, and I think it was Rick who, who said, Sheldon Richardson's here, so Mike's talking to him. It was almost like the kid for Christmas, <laughs> the, the sibling who didn't get the great toy, yeah. and they're like, well, we gotta get Johnny something, because Johnny's pissed. That's great inside information, Judd Zolgad, that you just pulled there. I'm surprised that you're not on the team plane more often with and all that so inside information. I got kicked off the plane. I got kicked <laughs> off the plane. Too many surlies. But yeah, so so I'm I'm just saying there, there were a lot of things that very clearly now at the time too, but in retrospect, especially, there were a lot of things about that that were probably red flags from where the relationship between Zim and Cousins was going to go and now ultimately has gone. Yeah. He the only quarterback that he has talked about positively on a consistent basis was Teddy Bridgewater. Outside of that, you've had three starting quarterbacks, Sam Bradford, Case Keenum, and Kirk Cousins. Case Keenum in 2017, 13 and 3, all Zimmer did was complain. And Kirk Cousins now, I mean, the only time I guess he was affectionate towards his quarterback was after the Carolina game. You remember that? Yeah, we did it. Even though I almost blew it, Kirk, thank you for saving my job. You like that? You like that? But it's clear that he only likes the safe quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I propose this. Since the Wolf Brothers, if you don't give a damn, give Zimmer a contract extension tomorrow. Who cares? But here's what I say to solve all the problems, at least in Zimmer's eyes. Teddy Bridgewater is his favorite quarterback of all time for his team. The second quarterback for Zimmer after Bridgewater is Sean Mannion. Get rid of Kirk Cousins (laughs) after this season. Trade him to Denver. They are quarterback needy right now. Well, the trade deadline's over with. 
trade Kirk Cousins to Denver in the offseason and make Sean Mannion your starting quarterback. Pay him the minimum salary. What is it? A half million dollars? Spend all your money. Trade Justin Jefferson while you're at it, too. What, what's the point? What is the point of having keep Dalvin Cook and all the savings that you have from trading all the other good players that you have or releasing the good players that you have? Thielen, gone. Jefferson, gone. Every offensive player not named Dalvin Cook, gone. Take those savings and pay Alexander Madison $15 million a year because all you care about is running backs and make Sean Mannion your starting quarterback. It is crazy. He's already alien, alienated one receiver in Stephon Diggs. And make no mistake about it, what Adam Thielen said, if you're not upset, if you're not frustrated, you shouldn't be here on the team, you shouldn't be a coach. Go back to 2019. After the game against Chicago at Soldier Field, Thielen said, and I'm paraphrasing here, you can't expect to win games running the ball all the time. Whose philosophy is that? Yeah. That's Mike Zimmer. He wants to run the football. So if he's going to be here and he hates every quarterback not named Teddy Bridgewater, the only other quarterback that he loves is Sean Mannion. Make him the starting quarterback. Get rid of everyone else. And, oh, hey, 22, Super Bowl contenders. You got yep. it. Yep. And, I, and, I, and I'll say this, too, because you, you brought this up. You know, Blake Barrett's the agent for Adam Thielen, and, I, and he also represents other players on the team, too. DJ Ham, who was a star. C.J. Ham was the star. He had three catches for 2.7 yards. His guy got thrown to all the time for a fullback. If I'm Blake, I'm going right to the negotiating table right now and saying, hey, my guy is a star receiver. I want to pay like a running back. Yeah, (laughs) and like Justin Jefferson because they had the same number of targets basically on Sunday. (laughs) Um, But, you know, think about how many conversations. And now now Blake, is he's a pretty outspoken guy, and he's got opinions. He will tweet opinions. You know, but ordinarily he stays away from ripping the coaches on the team and players on the team. But think about how many private conversations have to happen between clients and agent for him to build up that much angst and anger and frustration to then take to Twitter and say, I, ha- you know, I represent players on the Vikings and I can't watch this anymore. It's time, dot, dot, dot. And I can... I can assure you he's not talking about the quarterback. He's talking about the coaching staff. But that doesn't just come out of, like, thin air on a whim. Like, that's coming from probably hours of conversations with his clients. Yes. That's how he feels. That's 100% how he feels. He's not going to say that for no reason. And um, I saw the tweet, I guess, yesterday where he said, oh, my God, I'm going to go off the next day. And the next day he said, oh, I talked to everyone. Everything's fine. I'm guessing he decided it's probably best not to go off even further. But that's how Adam Thielen truly feels. Two years ago, he basically said the same thing. As long as this guy is around, the Vikings are actively choosing this coach over guys like Diggs, over guys like Thielen, Mm -hmm. over eventually guys like Justin Jefferson. I I don't – there are players, Jefferson, Brian O'Neill, I would even put Christian Derrissaw in this, Dalvin Cook, it depends on if he's healthy, but take Dalvin Cook out of it. There are players that you have that could be cornerstones of this franchise for the foreseeable future. I want to keep them happy. If Adam Thielen is saying the same thing he said two years ago, if Kirk Cousins is saying what he said, I leave the timeouts to the coach, which let me go back to that one more time. The 37 seconds left in the first half. Okay. Sure. Should have called a timeout, although I think he's scared of Mike Zimmer. He's a control freak. But all right, let, let's go down this scenario. When all else fails, when the players look disoriented, discombobulated, it, the clock is running, and they don't, they're disorganized, who is the ultimate leader in saying, all right, we got to call a timeout, let's regroup, get together? It's the head coach. Mike Zimmer, although he's saying, hey, Kirk, he has all the control, even though in the two-minute drill, you're never aggressive. All you want to do is suck your tail and run to the locker room to end the first half. Mike Zimmer sat there and watched his team drain 37 seconds for their final possession. It's nuts. It's nuts, dude. And he did the exact same thing late in that game as Dallas was matriculating down the field, getting in position to, to if nothing else, tie it. He allowed before, before the back to back 
um, snafu, Mike allowed the clock to run. And we're in the press box saying, dude, you got three timeouts left. Stop the clock. Stop the clock because you are going to get the ball back. Yeah, you, and, and whether you're leading or trailing, just yeah, no, you, you want you want the ball back. You just so. want the, but I mean, Kirk has just Kirk. What has Kirk done yeah. this year? He has led drives at the end of games that have been great. And and Mike had every chance to stop the clock at least once to say, okay, worst case, Cowboys touchdown. Best case, field goal probably right. But we can get the ball back, and we can potentially, if they get a field goal, kick one ourselves. To, to win it late, and Mike just let that sucker run. He let that run. I, if nothing else, if I'm a player, so if I am just some slappy on this team, here's what what makes me really mad. You know, Mike and Kirk might might not get along. That's I just don't care at this point. But what makes me mad is when the game is on the line, right? When the get when the clock is winding down. When the fur is flying, who controls this damn team? It's chaos. It is for the most part, unless Kirk at the end of the game literally takes it himself, which he's done a few times. But who controls when when you are calling back-to-back timeouts? Who is controlling this game? And And if I play, I don't know, nose tackle, right? Like, I'm helpless here, but I'm trying to help us win. And I probably know a little bit about football. And I'm watching these clowns um, pass the buck, point the finger, try and escape blame while we're trying to beat the Dallas Bleeping Cowboys on national TV in prime time. And I guarantee you, and rightfully so, if I'm that, that guy, my game gets done. I've probably got texts from every guy I played with in college saying, you guys are a joke. What yeah. an embarrassment, dude. I mean, I and think about it, too. If you're how deflating it would be if you're on that team. It's let's say you're Adam Thielen. Let's just go back to the Adam Thielen was very vocal after the game. He anytime a player specifically says coaches in a postgame press conference, th- those are shots fired. Guys don't just guys don't just say, yeah, never say hey, that. we, we got to do a better job uh, you know, as an entire team here. And coaches like like to go th- to that step is is. Uh, I mean, that's rare in the NFL. But when you're watching this play out and you're watching time after time at the end of first halves, especially, and even toward the end of games, like forget about the whole like philosophy of being conservative, because that would be frustrating, too. But when you watch this happen, you're like, my coach today didn't call a timeout when we had a chance to put three points on the board at the end of the first half and then forgot that he called a timeout or didn't know the rules and then got us penalized five yards that put Dallas in position to get convert a third down. It's like how that would be just demoralizing to know that the guy that runs the team is that bad and that absent-minded in the most crucial parts of these games. Like it would, you would feel like there's literally no way to to poke your head above water. And I've been in organizations where I knew my manager didn't know what the hell he or she was doing, and you go to work because you want to get paid and you're trying to do your job, but in the back of your head, you're just, oh my god, I'm gonna. I'm going to do the best I can in spite of my boss right here. There's 10 weeks left, gentlemen. Yep. That's two and a half months left. You have the time. You have the perfect opportunity right now. These players that are already annoyed. They're supposed to go back to practice and look at this guy and say, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. It's only going to get worse. The next, goodness, three games, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Aaron Rodgers, you have Aaron Rodgers later in the year. You have to go up against the L.A. Rams, who are red hot. I, I, It's only going to get worse. Give these players a sigh of relief. Because at least if the move was to happen right now, you could say, oh, okay, all right, it's over. I can lower my shoulders a little bit. And Andre Patterson, he's an interim head coach right now. We feel better. Maybe we'll pull off some wins just because of that. But in 22... All right, let's see what happens after that. I got something to look forward to. If you drag this on another two and a half months where it's only going to get worse, that mutiny you were talking about, Judd, I think is going to come to fruition. I feel like they would need to, and they might. I doubt it, but they might. I feel like the only way that Mike gets fired sooner rather than after the season is if they – lose to Baltimore, lose to the Chargers, and then the Packers. 
because I think the Wilfs, the, the Wilfs fired Brad in part, in part because they, they got embarrassed by the Packers in that November of 2010 game at home. And if they get embarrassed by the Packers here, it turns things toxic. So I feel like that's the one chance. But what would you guys have paid? What would you guys pay right now to see the, I guarantee you, text message that Stefan Diggs sent to Thielen oh after God. that game? Dude, Diggs, Diggs sent a cryptic tweet out sometime today or yesterday. He said it was like some sort of like thank, you know, thankful <laughs> for guy. something or whatever. <laughs> Um, and, and to, to that point though, Judd, like these guys don't just live in a Vikings vacuum, right? These guys, these guys, especially if there's a Sunday night game, I'm sure at home before they go to the stadium, they're probably watching red zone channel. Like they're seeing the Rams high octane attack. They're seeing Stefan Diggs thriving and helping a Buffalo team be one of the best two or three teams in the NFL. They're seeing the Bengals opening it up with a passing game, even though their roster is not complete yet. Like they're they're seeing Justin Herbert throw the ball down the field and all these other teams and Dak Prescott and the Cowboys they watch these games, these games that are in prime time and then they watch and then whether it's the quarterback's fault partially or the offensive coordinator or the head coach it's like then in their own game, thirteen consecutive times on third down throws and they throw short of the sticks, like like they you know they're not idiots they're not living in a Vikings vacuum they see the difference they see that Cooper Rush. Average 10 yards depth of throw to Kirk Cousins four in that game. A home game for a 33-year-old veteran quarterback who's been in relatively the same system for three years. And a guy who's never started an NFL game in his life is throwing the ball two and a half times further down the field on average. Like, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. And if I'm Adam Thielen, I'm probably looking around saying, what the hell are we doing here, too, and voicing the same things publicly. I... The one thing Diggs just he finds any way to just allude to I'm so happy that I'm not in Minnesota, dude. You're gone. It's like two <laughs> years at this point. Just okay, you you made your bed. We get it, buddy. Yeah. In Buffalo. I, I just they the Vikings converted, if I'm not mistaken, one third down yep. on Sunday night, correct? First mm-hmm. drive of the game, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I think it was I think they converted a third down in the first quarter. And that was yeah. the scripted drive. After that, it all falls apart. Here's here's what I want to know. And what I'm about to say, I want to preface it by saying this. I'm nobody. I am literally nobody. But how is it that the ownership group, Mark and Ziggy Wolf, they are billionaires. They have access to way more resources than I ever could. They have advisors. They have analysts. They, they they have everything that I wish I had. How is it? Everything that we're seeing this year is everything I've been saying for three years. It's just blown up. I guess I guess it's just become more, more clear to the untrained eye up to this point. How is it that some dude that does a YouTube channel a couple of times a week, he does videos, was able to see this to where the ownership group, they didn't see this at all. If you're frustrated, Mark and Ziggy, you have no right to be frustrated because after that 2019 playoff series where you treated the win against New Orleans, it was a great win, you treated that like it was the Super Bowl. And then, oh, my God, yeah, we got railed by the Niners after that. But, oh, my God, look at that. Let's give him a contract extension, all that stuff about, oh, maybe he'll go to Dallas. No, we'll throw it in in the trash. You have no right to be upset. How is it that people that aren't involved in the organization are more aware of your team than you are? Because they are, are, if this makes sense, a bigger fan than you are. And you and you have the ability to take a step back and look at things and probably most importantly, not be bamboozled by your chief football operator. Rick Spielman has been with his team since 2006. He survived Brad. He survived less. He survived three and 13 and got promoted. He was pro- they went three and 13 with less and Rick. splitting personnel and bickering and fighting and rick managed to get himself promoted and then eventually fire less and rick um it might be strong but i mean rick to a large degree has them bamboozled 
uh, they believe what he says to be gospel. He hired Mike. I mean, I've always said he hired Mike because he finally said, I can't find a quarterback to save my life. And I am a GM in a division at that time with, with Matthew Stafford, who was damn good on a terrible team. Yeah, he's awesome. Jay Cutler, who who Rick tried to obtain and didn't. And again, a very flawed person, but arm talent. And Aaron Rodgers. And so Rick said, all right, I can't find a quarterback. The defense with Les is going down, despite the fact that Les is a defensive guy. So I'm going to go hire a guy who can stop these guys. 2014, a viable comment. Now I, I would say that idea is passe, but the Wilfs trust him. And the Wilfs clearly, I, I don't think that this can be a debate. The Wolf, the Wilfs clearly um, continue to have a trust in Rick that at this point in time, they almost need another football savvy person to step in and be like, hold on a second here. Let's talk. But who is that? And here's the thing they really, because if, if, if we're really looking out toward 2022, and I'm not convinced the Wilfs are yet, I think I think maybe they're starting to churn on letting Zimmer go at some point, but I still think I still think they think all right. Hey, there's a bunch of wide open. There's like two wide open playoff spots at the end of the wild card bracket. We're only one game back of of a playoff spot, one game under 500. But like as we look to 2022, the Lions are the worst team in the NFL in your division. The Bears are going to fire everybody, and Justin Fields is multiple years away from being whatever he can be, and he might even be a bust. We'll see. But, like, the Bears are going to fire guys. Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone from Green Bay. I'm 90% so? sure at this point. I th- I think some of the stuff he's saying about, like, now he's got a great relationship with, with Gutekunst and Lafleur. like, I'm not 100% on it like I was a few months ago, but I think there's a really good chance he's gone from Green Bay. In which case, you better have your ducks in a row to maximize the guys in their prime on this roster, the Justin Jeffersons, Daniel Hunter hopefully comes back healthy, but he also could, the, the, we could have seen Daniel Hunter play his last game as a Viking too, just with the contract. Uh, but like this division becomes wide open once Aaron Rodgers is gone and neither of those other two teams are in a position to go take it. So like you got to start to figure out what you want this thing to look like while you still have a pretty good roster in 2022. Yeah, but that's assuming what coach are you going to have? What GM are you going to have? Because if Aaron Rodgers is gone, as much as we want to say Detroit, they're always going to be Detroit, which they are, and the Chicago Bears, and let's see what Jordan Love looks like with Green Bay. It's easy for me as a fan to say, well, it's the Vikings. Well, they should be a step ahead of everyone else. But at the same time, they're on the same playing field as those other three teams, depending on what you do with the general manager, the coach, and the quarterback. I. I think it is time to give yourself a fair shot. Fire everyone except Rob Brzezinski because I don't know. I'm not a cap guy. I've never, at least I don't think I've ever pretended to be a cap guy, but it just seems like I've never, I can't remember the last time that the Vikings missed out on a player re-signing a player because, oh, he was too expensive. We couldn't afford him there's been players that forced their way out of town like a Diggs or a Percy Harvin, but Rob Brzezinski is the only guy that I would keep from this regime. But my God, that's what scares me. What you just said, Phil, because if it all shakes out where Aaron Rodgers leaves and Chicago, they're rebuilding Detroit. They're always going to be Detroit and they keep Zim and Spielman here baseline. Then the Vikings, they should win the division. In 22. And guess what's going to happen? Contract extension. We're going to do this all <laughs> over again. And we're going to see this for another six years. And then as those other teams start to build up, if Jordan Love, maybe he turns into a good quarterback. Justin Fields may be the same. Detroit, uh, they're just going to have to start all over. Jared Goff clearly isn't the guy. I, I, if that is the case, then Zim and Spielman, they have it easy next year. They can just scoot their way. If it's going to be another 17-game season next year, they can scoot their way to a division win at 9-8. and eight. I don't want that anymore. I'm so, after Sunday night's game, I was all yelling, no, oh, this is what, I'm so exhausted at this point. I'm tired of being just good enough to every other year make it into the playoffs. 
it's sickening as much as we want to say Green Bay and the refs and it's not fair. And all, they're a good team. No. They are a well-run organization. Meanwhile, you have this team in purple who I love. I absolutely love this team, but I'm so sick and tired of this team getting in their own way. And nothing's yeah. going to change until the Wolf Brothers decide to make that change. And real quick, like to, to me, the one of the most frustrating things about this organization is that you know, the last 20 years, they've been to the NFC Championship game twice. And both of those seasons were, were magical and fun in their own way. And two of the most memorable seasons of my life watching Vikings football. But completely non-repeatable. Right, it was thirty-nine-year-old Brett Favre magic carpet ride, end of his career, and it was Case Keenum backup quarterback m- miracle and the best defense in the NFL that that everyone stayed healthy, everyone was in their prime, it, it, everything peaked at the same time, right? And it's like even their best seasons are just like they're not sustainable, right? Like that's it, like the Packers have these sustainable stretches where they they have the, these amazing quarterbacks. And they're just contending for 15 straight years. You know, the Vikings have to glue everything together and have everything, you know, aligned for one trip to the NFC Championship game and then, boom, tear it all down again. And I think, I think that Mike is gone. My, my gut says Mike is gone. There is no, this just does, this doesn't work. Um, his style, the mistakes, there, there's, there's overwhelming evidence to me that he's gone. So now the question becomes Rick. And now my question to the Wilfs becomes, who's adv- if you're going to move, move on from Rick, who's advising you? Because I don't think they trust themselves completely. Um, but I will say this, and this is where the Vikings now, they've never had this ability until now. But they have a, a, a trump card that's enormous. They have a practice facility that's beautiful it's state of the art it is the envy of of lots of teams they have a stadium that is gorgeous it's a great it's a football palace okay they have selling points where you can get a lot of of people who are very qualified and good either as a coach or a gm to be like the vikings hell yes great job like there is no downside i i think the wilfs are good to work for and the important thing is the one thing that these guys are willing to do is spend. There is no salary cap when it comes to your front office personnel, and there is no coaching staff cap either. And they have shown a willingness to pay. And so the reality now is if you go shopping, if you say, we're keeping Brzezinski, but Rick Spielman and Zimmer are gone, you have the ability to go big game hunting now and that's what they have to have to know because you know previously it was you want to come to winter park and see our facility which was built in 1982 Mm -hmm. um and then we'll drive you down to the home stadium it's called the metrodome yeah it's a pile of garbage so you do have the ability to sell if you know how to do it people who are really good qualified as hell uh to run this team who I think would jump, absolutely jump. Now, the question is, A, can you identify them? And B, flat out, do you have the guts to not only fire the coach, because I think that they they will, and they have proven before that they've done that, but also a GM who you've employed for a long time. But if they do, they can hit on the right people. This could finally be, knock on wood, this could finally be the opportunity to get people who can identify, let's just start with it, a quarterback. Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe this is maybe the Wilfs will be the regime that pulls Bill Cower out of retirement after 15 years. He was going to coach the Carolina Panthers like 10 years <laughs> yeah. ago, right? Hey, before we get Randy's final thoughts here, Judd, uh, tell the audience why you're looking so skinny these days. Uh, speaking of my gut, my gut, my gut tells me sports stuff, but I'm going to tell, tell you right now, my gut is much smaller. Thanks to the folks at Livia Weight Control centers they have done a ton for me a month ago i i went in for my first weigh-in i was weighing 240 pounds uh i'm going in again on thursday but last week i weighed in 223 pounds i want you to join me now on a weight loss journey and here's the best part folks if you join me now first 10 weeks for free that's right first 10 weeks for free 
Livia.com or 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. I still have about 23 pounds to go. You can get started today. First 10 weeks for free, Livia.com. Boom. All right. Uh, give us give us your final thoughts here, Realistic Randy. Also, go check out Realistic Randy's YouTube channel. Click that subscribe button on him. But go ahead. The floor is yours, sir. Going back to what you last said, Phil, about the NFC Championship game appearances, 09-17, it, it brought me back down this dark hole because 2009, Bounty Gate, it, it, it was terrible. It We knew I knew watching in real time. I didn't need Bounty Gate to come through the reports. You saw it in real time how Brett Favre was getting destroyed and the ref sat there. Mind you, this is after, I think a year or two after Tom Brady tore his ACL with New England, the first game I want to say against Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so from that point on, it was we got to protect the quarterback. We watched in real time Brett Favre get destroyed in that game, and they did nothing. But you know what I will say about that 09 NFC Championship game? That was a game. That was a hell of a game. That game had you on the edge of your seat if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan. It was fun to watch up until the end. That 2017 NFC Championship game, riding the high of the Minneapolis Miracle. After that touchdown pass to Kyle Rudolph and then the pick six by Case Keenum, it was over. It was basically 50 minutes after that of just sitting down, saying to myself, I'm just speaking for myself as a Vikings fan, I sat here and wasted three hours of my life watching this crap. To me, that NFC Championship game doesn't even exist. But since that time, that 17 NFC Championship game, it's been repeat. There's been ultimate collapses every year. There's nothing left to see. Rip off the Band-Aid. I want to love this team again. Right now, it is exhausting watching this team play. There it is. Right there. Look, we got it all out there. I feel like it's been it's been like three days of just therapy and was, fleshing it all out. It was and, awful. Yes. It I was better. awful. Yes. And uh we'll do it again tomorrow. Well, tomorrow is write that down Wednesday where we admit that we were wrong on numerous accounts. But um yeah, this has been and by the way, thank thanks to all of you guys for whether you're hanging out with us here on Purple After Dark or whether you helped us set a new audience record on Vikings Ventline on Sunday. Um this has been uh, it's been an awesome community here the last couple of seasons, and uh, we'll see what happens. We're, whatever happens against the Ravens or whatever happens with Mike Zimmer, uh, we're here every single day on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. And again, go check out Realistic Randy. Click subscribe on his YouTube channel if you get a chance. Every Tuesday night, Purple After Dark, 11 p.m. Central Time. I know some people are wondering, like, why aren't you guys starting? It's 11 p.m. Central Time every single Tuesday night. All right, boys. For Judd, Executive Producer Declan, Randy, I'm Phil Mackey. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Purple Daily.